0: and we're back wow <laughs> I feel compelled to play the last of Us theme on the banjo right now that's just sort of the type of homosexual that I am
1: Boys and Slaybots, a pop culture podcast where two gay people talk about whatever they want. Um, and right now we are obsessed with The Last of Us, HBO series to be precise, because now there's two Last of Us.
0: You have to clarify, exactly. how incredible is that?
1: That's so insane. Uh, anyways, my name is Sage. You can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Sage Syndulla, Um, And I use she, they pronouns.
0: And I'm Noah, you can find me everywhere on social media at the Jewish Jedi. And I use he, him pronouns. Um, although I guess I should add his to the end of that because I am Joel Miller's. Um, <laughs> I'll, be using the, I'll be using the possessive form of the pronoun. <laughs> Um, well, gosh. I'm out of my system. This is going to be is like is- an hour of me speaking mm-hmm. horny tweets into existence about Pedro Pascal as Joel Miller. I'm just warning everyone now. The
1: thing is, is you're so correct for that. Um, and he really
0: yeah, is so. You
1: know. However, I would like to say, um, let's keep it on the internet. I don't, I don't appreciate um these interviewers going up to one Pedro it's Pascal. It's so weird. Being like, hey, are you daddy? And he's like, what is wrong with you guys?
0: I I just I'm like be normal be normal for five seconds please. the uh no the, the the number of interviews that I've seen of these people walking up to him in broad daylight before himself and God and being like are you the daddy of the internet didn't you guys go to school for journalism or something mm-hmm. please there are better question truly work for
1: publications truly oh my it, god it's, it's embarrassing um
0: <laughs> but. But mm-hmm. The Last of Us, the television program, not right. the game. And also not the tabletop RPG. Uh, because now there's <laughs> both. There's so much to choose from. Um, so this episode is the opening. And it is called Look for the Light, right? Yeah. That sounds correct.
1: No, it's right. Um,
0: this, the opening. So let me start over. Let me just say this. Okay. I think I would like to just sort of talk through our thoughts on the episode overall. Because even as two people who have played the game in an inordinate amount of times, there was a lot there that I was surprised by, interested with. Like, it was it was different enough that it was on the edge of my seat for the whole episode, which was really fun. Like, I really liked that feeling.
1: I think, especially like the whole, like the first 20 minutes. Um, yeah. So, okay, the thing is, is it so crazy because a lot of the, a lot of that first sequence, um, of events in 2003 was like frame for frame from the video game. Yeah. And then the parts that weren't though, were like, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm literally sweating, shaking, crying, all of it. Like it's so the amount of tension that they build. I don't know.
0: It was so good. No, I loved the opening scene with like the interview and I think it was like 1960 something. Um, was chilling in such an incredible way because when it opened I was like as a as once again someone who's played this game too many times I was like what the fuck is this mm-hmm. but I, I loved it like the, the guy going through that and being like yeah if there was like a mass fungal infection on humanity it would happen because the world got warmer we'd lose and I was sitting there as someone who works in immunology going yeah <laughs> it's like yeah I was like yeah guys let's be real who among us is actually making it through this one not many
1: and i love how they set up like exactly what the show is about like from that first scene they're like this is a show about what happens when we fuck up the world (laughs) and then nature bites back uh and then yeah really hard um and then we you know we lose and i liked that they were like there's no cure and what's the show about hmm bringing Ellie across the country to find a cure.
0: I've seen a lot of people on the internet take that scene where he's like, we couldn't cure this and be like, see the whole show's for nothing. They can't make a cure. And that also means that what Joel does is totally fine because there was never going to be a cure anyway. Hey, you guys. Um, So Ellie being immune actually like disproves this guy's whole thesis about there not being a cure. That's like the crux of the story. Um, they're not going to be like, "Well, this is a really weird one-off case. Everybody go home." Like, yeah, she's not. That yeah, that interpretation is just is so weird. God, the day we have it's to talk also, about Joel Miller's actions at the end of the game, I pray for us.
1: You know, no, I tr- I truly worry for um our mental health, the mental health of people listening to this podcast because you will be hearing us yelling um about online discourse. Uh, it's already started. It's already, it's, I mean, it's been here. Yeah.
0: For, since 2013, it's really been going since then. It's been Uh, a 10 year long
1: debate. Um, I wouldn't even call it a debate actually. It's just people being dumb.
0: Yeah. But no, I loved the opening. Um, I loved all the scenes we got with Sarah in the game. She's very, um, well, I mean, she's ultimately a one note object for Joel to be sad about, um, I feel like the little looks we got into her personal existence were really wonderful. Nico Parker, Emmy Sweep, like
1: she made Sarah like a genuinely interesting character. And I, I honestly think that if she just was in, if they only made the scenes from the game and didn't have all these added scenes, I would still be like that emotional at the end. Um, when yeah. she dies, just because of how well she played her character
0: no yeah. it was really incredible um i loved the scenes of her you know like going into the city and stuff i loved just like watching her be a a child basically um i feel like one thing that the last of us is always clear on in all of its storytelling is like they are kids like kids are kids in the last of us and i think that that's like not lost on the audience while it's happening i also loved something about just like the chemistry that the cast has. I really bought that they were like a family who hung out and spent time together. And I really enjoyed getting to see them interact before shit really hits the fan. Uh, The scenes of Sarah picking up the movie while grandma is turning in the background. When I tell you, I was hollering at my television, which is also hilarious because the whole time I'm like, I know she doesn't get bit. I know, right. I know that's not what happens. I know she doesn't get attacked, but oh my God, the series with the infected with her, I was like, is this gonna happen? Is she gonna get attacked?
1: It was, it was beyond like, it was beyond chilling to see that woman like getting infected. Yeah. We were, we were there, like, okay. Hasn't been confirmed yet, but it's confirmed that the- Everybody,
0: Sage is now putting on her industrial (laughs) agriculture hat, seated for the industrial (laughs) agriculture hour. I'll be listening. Because let's talk about it. Because let's talk about it.
1: Well, for those of you who don't know, um- (laughs) I am a college dropout but before that I was an English major and before that I was an agribusiness major and so I know an abnormal amount of stuff that relates to farming to distribution the works you know normal stuff because that is what every 18 year old goes into college thinking right oh yeah exactly I'm gonna work on a farm for the rest of my life um okay cool okay cool Anyways, we know that the outbreak started because of infected wheat, wheat products. Hi, this is Sage coming from editing. I just wanted to say that the next part um, I explained really poorly, so I'm deleting it and I'm re-talking about this. Um, there's a part in the early sequence of this show where someone on the radio mentions Jakarta and there's a comment on it. They really brushed it out of the rug. It's not that big of a deal, it seems. But Jakarta is the capital of Indonesia. Uh, and in 2003, when this show takes place, Indonesia was responsible for 15% um, of the agricultural GDP, which is crazy. As of right now, uh, approximately 30% of Indonesia's land is used for agriculture. I don't know what the number was back then, um, but let's suspend our disbelief for a minute. What's really interesting, though, is that Indonesia doesn't actually grow a lot of grain. Uh, they're more known for Palm oil, natural rubber, tea, spices, rice. This leads me to believe that it's not just grain that the Cordyceps virus uh, infest, infested in this show, um, but multiple types of crop in agriculture. As of 2012, 41% of the country's labor force worked in agriculture, which would make it incredibly easy uh, for the Cordyceps virus to target these workers and take over the country basically in a matter of hours anyway sorry for the horrible audio let me get back to it and then I noticed because I'm insane um that in the first we knew we yeah we know um in the first in the title sequence right there's a fungus that's spreading throughout blah blah, blah. it's very beautiful I really like yeah. it yeah um and it spreads to look like the United States and it spreads from the center where Kansas would be. Um, and Kansas is actually one of the uh states I think they produce Kansas has 7.2 million acres of wheat farms. Yes, yes, it does.
0: Wow. Kansas, wow.
1: Ohio, and Oklahoma have some of the um most land covered by wheat. If you wanted to know that. And now we do. (laughs) Now we do. And so I saw that and I was like, oh my god. They just the details, the little details. Anyways, grain spreading. How we're gonna talk about this next episode. So I'm not gonna talk about it a lot right now. Um, but (laughs) we'll get into
0: it, that's (laughs) for sure.
1: Because I want to I wanna wait until they explain it, and then I'll be like, okay, let's see if that makes sense for real. Um but
0: no, that's so interesting to me oh my god i'm learning so many fun facts right now
1: yeah but at the beginning our neighbor what are they the adlers they um yeah. they are eating biscuits in the morning and then they offer one to to joel which is anyways anyways we'll talk about it um and that is uh ultimately where where grandma is getting infected um and it would if you ate if you ate a fu- any any type of fungus you eat it will affect you very fast. Um, and by very fast I mean like within the day. Uh, yeah. Like how they talked about shrooms at the beginning. <laughs> oh no, they didn't talk. We talked about LSD in the beginning in the opening. Oh season.
0: yeah, LSD and psilocybin. Yeah.
1: Yeah, things that are uh, fungus, how they affect your brain. And I was like, oh, that's such a good like way to tell an audience who normally wouldn't know about this stuff um like, hey this will affect your brain and it's so true um also well i also
0: think like it's it's fun too because a lot of times in zombie sci-fi there's always the whole like well how does the virus work the dumbest one in my opinion is the walking dead because they're like (laughs) they die but then they're not dead and i'm like that's not how that like and you know you can be like oh no suspend your disbelief i don't want to (laughs) i don't want to do that if i'm watching zombie fiction i want to know where they come from and even if the explanation is dumb i still want to know it but that said um because cordyceps is a real fungus Mm -hmm. um it just happens to affect ants and it does genuinely uh affect hijack their motor systems and make them get really high up in a tree and then it sporulates out of their head um and that's how it poisons whole colonies and this is a fun fact. There are actually dozens of different cordyceps that are specifically tailored to different insects in jungle climates, which I find fascinating. Um, so when he was like, okay, well, a fungus, a virus will like hijack your cells. They will ultimately kill you just to reproduce, but a fungus is neurological. And I'm like, he's right. Everyone in the audience, I need you to know, uh, he's right. Like we should be talking about that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I found that explanation really fun. I found it a good setup. I'm excited for this upcoming episode because we're gonna hear and see more about the infection. But the big thing about cordyceps in The Last of Us is um, well, I guess I have to say spoilers for The Last of Us, but like this game's been out in 2013. So oh well. Um,
1: I think I think as a as a good rule for at least these first few episodes, let's let's keep it last of us one related. And then part yeah. two, I I feel like not that less people have played it, but people who are just now are not going to understand
0: (laughs) well because i was just going to say like ellie and sam have this conversation uh where sam's like you know are they are they so people and ellie's like no i heard that they're like not really in there anymore and i'm like they're still there they are absolutely still conscious and walking around in shambles they are just also fucked up and evil yeah. i'm sorry to tell you guys um like the infected are not rabid dogs well yeah. actually well. they're sort of akin to those um but yeah i'm excited to see all like the the infected types in this show i we've yes. already seen one and it was like that fucks someone that on my wall <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah someone make me a model i i Three any 3D printers um listening?
0: No, literally. I'm like, does anyone want to make me like sort of um a book thing? What are those called that whole books on a shelf? Bookends. There we go. I knew that was the mm-hmm. word, but I didn't say it. But I want a bookend that's just the guy who sort of like attached to the wall. Cause I was thinking, I'm like, surely this can't be called a bookend. That's such a stupidly simple word. <laughs> it has to have some like other name.
1: Mm-hmm. No. No, it's a bookend. <laughs> no,
0: baby. it's a bookend. Thank you for coming though. <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> I, I also think, okay, when we first see that scene where the Adler grandma is like eating, eating her daughter, daughter,
0: I think her daughter, Question
1: mark? yeah, um, one terrifying when, okay, when Sarah steps in the blood, I was like, <gasps> oh, no, okay, okay. We're I getting. was
0: yelling at my TV, though, because I was like, Sarah, I don't mean to be rude, but at 13, if a dog appeared at my door and then when to try to bring it back to its house, it pulled out of its collar and ran away. I'd be hightailing it to the next mm-hmm. state. I would, Let eat. alone wandering into the house going, Mrs. Adler. And also, also, if I come into the darkened house and I, saw, I call someone's name out and nobody responds, babe, I'm out of there. I'm gone. Good luck with that. No, but I will that. be long gone by then. <laughs> Bye.
1: Um, (laughs) Anyways, that when when the grandma like lifts her face up from the body and the fungus is like coming out of her mouth. At first, I thought it was hair. At first, I thought like I was like, oh my god, she's like eating, and that's disgusting. And then they started moving, and I was like, you're shitting me!
0: It's so bad. Oh my god, I was like, I'm gonna die.
1: I was like, that is that is something that i'm like this is i don't know i think about this show as like and how it is as an adaptation a lot and because if it was like one for one everything that would happen in the game and nothing more it would be boring i wouldn't like for someone who has played the game it would be boring and i wouldn't i'd be like okay whatever i'd still watch it obviously but there's like little things like that where i'm like oh my gosh
0: yeah, i I this entire opening scene was like an exercise in that because if you played the game a lot, you know this by heart. And, like, I did love that a couple lines in this episode were verbatim how they're spoken in um the game. I really appreciated that. I thought it was fun. Um, but I liked the differences that were made. I liked them driving through the field, basically. And, yeah, when they got into downtown, I felt a lot more terror watching the show than I did playing the game. And in fairness, I think there's two reasons for that. One is that it's a a different medium. In a video game, you have enough agency, I think, to feel a little bit less afraid because it's like you can do something the character might not. Like you can run away or hide or fight or whatever because like they're ultimately just a puppet for you to control. But in a show, we're just passively watching them do this. So when they don't do something we think they should do, it's like, holy shit, we're all going to die. The other thing was there's just something about the human brain of like seeing this happen to people who are human beings like in front of you that was so much more compelling to me. I was like, I'm scared. Like
1: it's definitely different than playing the game. It is like watching especially the when Sarah dies, like yes, I'm crying in the game, duh. But watching that, I was oh my God. like. I was having like chest pains. I was like, "This is not okay." Anyways, it was
0: so sad. It was I was like genuinely moved in a way that I wasn't in the game. Um, that whole scene was the way that the way that Joel cries out for Tommy and says, "Tommy, help me!" I literally like threw up. I was like, "This is awful." Like performance is magical, but as a viewer, was like, "Holy shit!" Um. Also, I have been perhaps a little overconfident because. In playing The Last of Us games, I've thought to myself, it would be hard, but I think that I could make it. Mm -hmm. I think that I might have a shot at this. Mm -hmm. And then I saw one runner in the show and I was like, it'd be curtains for me in minutes, really. Like (laughs) when it's throwing its body over like shelves and like seats in the diner, I was like, that's one of them, (laughs) babe. Okay. We're done.
1: Uh, No, you know, mm We'll talk about it. I think I genuinely could survive, um, but, but in a certain in a certain circumstance, I would need to be a little bit
0: more prepared than I am right now. Uh, but I just the runners in the game. I'm like, okay, I could figure that out. The runners in the show. I'm like, oh, he's not messing around. That man is coming for me right now.
1: What is so what I loved so much about that sequence of, um, Joel like running through that store or whatever, and the runner is literally it is falling over is sloppily running and it's still fast but it is just all over the place because it has no control over its actions literally the runners in the game could never they could not put up a performance like that
0: they really couldn't they really could not i'm also excited if this show is going to go into more like um fungal communication which is a pipe dream for me but i'm like guys please talk about how my ceiling networks work i'd be so excited Oh my god! Because one thing I've always wondered about is like, can how do the infected know that the that others around them are infected or not? Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously, I highly doubt that Joel's gonna be like pulling out a whiteboard of and being like, so they all send chemical signals to one another. But in my heart, I'm like, <laughs> please, please let me see it. No, but the infected were like scary as shit, um, and we we haven't even seen the tough ones yet. I I know that we're gonna see uh clickers this upcoming episode and I'm like you know what I may just never unlock my door I, I might just stay inside
1: I yeah I really do think that this game when when this game came out in 2013 when how old was I, 12? I yeah, 12 I would yeah
0: because I was I was 13
1: mm-hmm. yeah um and I was like oh, I was really into, like, scary things at the time. I mean, I guess I still am, but, like, I really wanted to get scared all the time. And one of the horror movies that pops up, like, oh, you should, like, play this game with The Last of Us. And I was like, okay, yeah, PS3, what a time to be alive. Wow,
0: wow,
1: memories. (laughs) And, um, but, yeah, and I was like, oh, like, this isn't that scary. There are some scenes that are super scary. Stalkers just want to i just want to preface real quick everyone needs to know that there's a part in the last of us 2 where there's stalkers and noah sent me the gameplay of that scene with the jennifer Coolidge, um <laughs> white lotus jennifer,
0: jennifer coolidge in the white lotus crying holding a gun <laughs> shooting people on a boat and she's like in hysterics like sh- her <laughs> eyes are both closed she's like oh my god and just like shoots <laughs> forward and like misses and i sent that tiktok to stage and i said you
1: yeah he did <laughs> yeah you did actually um okay i mean yeah you're right <laughs> you didn't tell me
0: i just know be- yeah i that section is so bad you know but like <laughs> oh my oh that that yeah no, because fully, like, Marlene is like, do you know these gays? These gays are trying to murder me about Joel and Tess.
1: Jesus Christ. You know...
0: Speaking of speaking of Joel and Tess, Yeah. Um, after Sarah's death, um, I... Oh, I guess before I go on, I do want to say because one of the other, like, small sets of details I noticed is, um, changing this to 2003, the girlies really wanted you to know it was just post-9-11. They were like, we're going to have a shot that lingers on the George W. Bush portrait that was in every classroom in America. Mm -hmm. We're going to have Sarah ask if it was terrorists. We're going to have Tommy be a Desert Storm veteran. That was my
1: first thought. I was like, 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 like "Because Desert Storm. Uh, That was a long time ago. I I mean, it's not a long time ago, but for these characters to be this young. And then I was like, 2003.
0: Yeah, 9-11. Which I just like, as someone who is born only a year before i like i have no memories of pre 9/11 america um but i i grew up in just post 9/11 america and a lot of the imagery and the way that these people acted in the first couple like 20 minutes i was like yeah we yeah um but but anyway after sarah's death um we get to our our 20 year time skip with an opening that I was surprised by um, basically we see a, a child who we, we don't and we'll never know uh, coming up to the quarantine zone and collapsing. And then basically they find out that the child is infected and they essentially, I believe, euthanize him. Like, yeah, it was such a, a trippy scene of uh, one of humanizing Fedra, who in the game are sort of just like mindless military goons because that's, they're not there for very long. Um, but the other thing, it was just like a really, I think, hard brief into what the world post the outbreak looks like, which I found fascinating. I was like, this is such a a random look into like the world building that we don't get to see a lot of in the main game. And it was such a an interesting choice to open on, I guess. I was like, okay, Wig, where do we go from here?
1: It definitely set the tone. Um, it definitely was like, this is yeah, so like you're saying, this is the world that they are living in now. Um it showed us you know the base the basis that there are cities in america that are walled that are under you know basically just law of the military like there are no real laws going on here which is um kind of i don't they did not really set up what the fireflies actually do in this episode (laughs) which i was like i had to remind myself i was like what are the fireflies again (laughs) like what do they actually do i
0: i do think one key piece that's missing from the show that was in the game is that the game's time skip is marked by an intro sequence Mm -hmm. where we get some of the actors names and stuff but we also get a lot of radio broadcasts that sort of take us through the timeline of the last 20 years um where we learn that the fireflies are for like the reestablishment of a constitutional government they want to like take away military dictatorship they're a militia group and in the show they don't really tell us any of that in fact now that I think about it um I'll be honest if I hadn't played the games I don't think that I would currently know what the fireflies are even about
1: that's yeah exactly (laughs) that's kind of what I was like oh this is really interesting um because I was like oh I you know I don't know I forgot that like not that I forgot that the world is, like, under military, under federal control, right? But also, it's, like, the Fireflies, especially when um, Ellie is, like, calls the Fireflies terrorists. I was, like, wait. I guess. You're,
0: like, what do you guys do again? I mean, like, a I little didn- bit. I mean, you blow up buildings, show is that it? Like,
1: You're blowing up buildings to do what, though? Like There's,
0: yeah, that's one weakness, I guess. And I think also one thing that I'll have trouble with in the show going forward is actually identifying narrative weaknesses, because (laughs) my brain is like, I already know where this is going. I -hmm. even know what happens to Marlene the second she walked on screen. I was like, well, I know what final scene we're getting from her. Like Mm -hmm. That's sort of... So now I'm looking back and I'm like, they really don't tell you what the Fireflies are all about in this episode, which... I guess makes me think that we'll see more of Marlene and Co. Um doing stuff in between Joel and Ellie's journey, which I'm actually not mad about at all. I'm like, I would love to know more about what y'all are up to in the in-between. Cause in the game, Marlene kind of just like disappears after the first uh section and then teleports to Utah and is like, I'll be seated here when you guys need me again. Um it's it's a very different intro to the world of the show than it is the world of the game. I will say one of my uh, complaints are, th- yeah, I'll, I'll say complaints. Um, in the game, I feel like what Joel and Tess end up doing to Robert is way more satisfying than finding his mangled corpse. I also like that in the game, because in the show, Tess is like, Joel is my like basical, basically like military guy. He's gonna like fuck him up, and then she's like, "Robert's terrified of you." And I was like, "Girl, he's terrified of you." Yeah, like
1: that was a little are, bit.
0: Unlike you are mm-hmm. the one that he is running from. Joel is muscle, but like he's not afraid of Joel. He's afraid of your ass.
1: Yeah, definitely an interesting decision. Um, I don't know. I don't know where this show because at first I'm like I was like oh well like it's kind of violent you know so I and they did say that they toned down the violence like before the show came out which Mm -hmm. okay sure the game is very violent and we've talked about this before about how sometimes it's like oh this is interesting especially when the violence is directed at certain people and not others
0: yeah yeah, and that is a question of like especially when you're making the player do it without mm-hmm. any other options. And like, that was a choice. That yeah. was a decision. Um, but I don't know. I just find it a weird choice to sort of change that part of Tess. Right. I don't know if she had less agency necessarily in this episode. Cause I don't really remember if she had all that much agency in the game, no. um, at this point either, which naughty dog, female characters yelling to do some soul searching with that occasionally. Um, but because it was basically on like Marlene and Tess, y'all both deserve better than what you get. And I will die on this hill. <laughs> like,
1: I don't, I don't necessarily think it, it takes away any of her agency because of like what you said, it wasn't really mm-hmm. there in the game to begin with. I do think, however, mm, I don't know. I'm worried that they're going, that they're making Tess less quote unquote violent or less scary Because she's going to be more of a motherly figure to Ellie. Yeah. And I think that there's this idea in media that or like, I mean, in society too, that like strong women can't also be motherly. And I don't think that Tess is not a strong woman. Like in the show, she's still very much like Anna Torf said, she's the top, you know. Like and we she love is
0: Little Spoon Joel, we got Little Spoon Joel on screen confirmed.
1: Exactly, exactly. Like, like she's like she slays. She does. Yeah, she really does absolutely. We love her. Um, and I do think that she is going to be a, more of like a mother, motherly quote unquote figure for however long that she's going to be in the show. Um which we will be talking about so much more later on in this this series because oh naughty dog sometimes i wonder why these games where are the mothers
0: where Where are are the the mothers mothers? mothers? naughty dog answer the question where are the mothers
1: especially in the game like the last of us two where a majority of the main cast is women but none of them are mothers
0: where are the moms
1: anyways oh my gosh when we get maria in this show i no because
0: because you and i both have so many thoughts on maria as a character <laughs> i am so excited to find out what she gets to be in the show and how she was changed um but yeah i was actually just replaying this section of the game earlier today because i was like i want to remember what the next episode actually looks like in a little bit more detail and what I find interesting is that in the game we go from Tess breaking or telling Joel to break Robert's arm and then shooting him and then being like, fuck Robert, we gotta go, and like being this sort of wisecracking hard ass. But then she also almost immediately cares about Ellie in a really in sort of strange turn. She finds out that Ellie's infected, and when Ellie's like, This is three weeks old blah, 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 and Tess is, like, bullshit. But it doesn't take a lot of coaxing for her to be, like, this is a child. What if this is a real thing? Even if it isn't, like, she's still a 13-year-old girl. We can't just leave her out here. And I find that really interesting. I'm like, see, she sort of gets to be both. What I find upsetting is that she doesn't get to be both for very long. Well, I guess what I'm also intrigued to see is, in the game, Joel and Tess's relationship is never confirmed to be anything. And then the show, it it is because we get Little Spoon Joel. We know that when thinking about him, they found a twenty year old strap somewhere. They're figuring it out. Um, <laughs> let me say, let me talk, let me talk about this. But, but um, I'm interested to see how much harder her her death will hit because like they're actually in a relationship and that wasn't in the game. Also, I'm like Torf Girly, I love you. <laughs> um, like, I don't <laughs> want. Her. Why am I like? Can you guys just retcon the first game and like have Tess be <laughs> fine?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh my
0: god, Tess is also immune? That's what? crazy. Tess
1: is wow. Immune. Tess is Tess makes it to Jackson. Imagine. What? Imagine Tess and Maria.
0: Stop. Oh my God. Don't get <laughs> my help note because now I'm like, that's so crazy that Tess made it all the way to Jackson and then decided to stay there instead of to keep going. That's yeah so weird oh well i I guess we'll never know
1: two where tess and maria are like drinking wine um at the dance i I love that
0: scene i love love it it's great it's phenomenal remember when remember when ellie doesn't go on a vengeance quest because tess is there to be a step in parent figure for her yeah and convinces her that vengeance will not undo the years of strife she's had with joel that's crazy and then the game was just over i mean it took like 20 minutes to play through it was it was super weird it was oh it well. was
1: weird but it was fun it was yeah and then you
0: like my new version of the last of us Two is <laughs> Tess convinces ellie not to go to seattle and then you just play abby's days because they don't really have much to do with that anyway and then it's like <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> thanks guys abby um... Joel is dead. Ellie is in therapy, and in an unrelated incident, Abby is becoming a mother to a little boy named Love. Thank you, part two.
1: Wow, part two, you slayed.
0: <laughs> no notes, zero notes.
1: <laughs> um. Anyways, I I am too um ex- excited and scared to see uh, how te- Tessa's death goes. Um, in terms of Joel, in regards to Ellie, though, I also want to know because. This is really the first person who dies because of um Ellie's you know mission to be the cure. Yeah. Uh yeah. So yeah. we didn't get really... a lot of it in the game. We really we really didn't get a lot of Ellie being like, "Oh, she's dead because of me." You know?
0: I think we get like three throwaway lines every time that a character death happens in the game because joel's like i don't want to talk about it and she's like Mm -hmm. but this happened and i feel like because it's a game we have less time to process that but i feel that i hope at least that in the show um the two of them will spend some time talking about that and i'll say this i'm not advocating that every scene from the game be done word for word shot for shot because like you said that would be a very boring adaptation but there are a couple of scenes that I'm like, I demand that you guys do this the same way. One of those is the argument scene in Jackson where Ellie's like, I can't get infected. Like the truth is I would be more scared that whole scene. I'm like, I need it. But the other one is at the end, um, where Ellie is like, these people died for me, and then I woke up in the back of a truck. Yeah. Like, what was that? Also, I don't know if you noticed, uh, but when Joel and Sarah are hanging out. He says, swear to me. And she says, swear. And I'm like, you guys can't start this now. (laughs) Like, you guys cannot start this now.
1: Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh I'm just,
0: yeah. There's a lot of Joel and Ellie's relationship that I'm excited to see more thoroughly explored because we have more time to like sit with these characters and watch them be people. And also, Bella Ramsey as Ella, as Ella. Oh my God, flop. Mm -hmm. Bella (laughs) Ramsey as Ellie, (laughs) you're slaying. Many, she's
1: so good! Many
0: of the men on the internet were throwing a fucking fit mm-hmm. for weeks because they were like, Bella Ramsey's going to suck as Joel. First of all, I know that Game of Thrones had a lot of flop moments. Liana Mormont was not one of those flop moments. Liana Mormont was on screen slaying every minute she was there. Okay? Two, I'm sorry that Bella Ramsey's perfect casting for Ellie. I'm sorry that many of us aren't ready to accept that. But it like when she was counting to ten and she's at eight, Fuck you! I was like, yeah. "That's Ellie Williams, right there." The I saw her. The way
1: says "motherfucker" is literally Ashley Johnson's voice. It's crazy. I'm like,
0: "Wow, mother coming through strong right now." Like yeah. we're really seeing it. It's I just,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I and really do you think believe. Can we get, get Anna
1: in the next episode? Sorry, that just popped into my head.
0: Oh my god! Can you imagine? I actually wonder. So. I don't know when we're going to get Anna. I know that we're both theorizing that's who Anna's- Ashley Johnson is because of that one clip of her with a baby. And we're like, that, that's that got to be Ellie's mom. <laughs> uh, also the line where she's like, are you my fucking mom or something? I was like, that's Ellie. That was like
1: exactly.
0: perfect. Um, no, I think my theory on that is actually that that will be in winter. Um, mm-hmm. I think that when Ellie, when we see a lot more of Left Behind, which... Is not necessarily in winter, but when I play the game, I always, whenever the winter chapter starts, I immediately go and play all of the left behind. I'm going to come back to the, the main game. But anyway, I feel like winter, we're going to see Ellie sort of reflecting on her life. And we know she has that note from her mom. So I'm wondering if what we're going to get is her looking over that note and then seeing uh, flashbacks from her mom. Question. Yeah. How did she
1: get the note? Because oh fuck mm, right age, the show says she hasn't
0: met marlene yet
1: yeah in the show she hasn't met marlene yet for those who who didn't read the comics um <laughs> as, if, as if everyone read the comic no um they did a run of like five comics it was really good it's right here and i'm obsessed with it um but basically ellie meets marlene first like before the game even starts um she's with riley at the time let that sink in, and um, and Marlene gives her the note from from Anna. In the show, Ellie has never met Marlene. That is the first time. Are you my fucking mom or something? Like, like it literally is the first time she is meeting her. Um, so does she have the note? Who gave it to her? What happened?
0: The only place I can I can see that happening is when Marlene is like, "What I'm about to tell you, you can have be repeated to anyone." I'm wondering if maybe in that scene she was like, also, I knew your mom. Here is this letter from her. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why they made it so she'd never met Marlene before. Mm-hmm. Um, because I-, I can't figure that out. But I'm also like, it's sort of important that Ellie has this like one thing that ties her back to her mother. Um, and I I me personally, I would be sad if she didn't have that in the show. Yeah. But I also don't know how she would know about her mom and how we would see her mom if she hasn't already met Marlene.
1: Um, yeah, that's really interesting to me. Also, it's interesting to me that they would choose to make this the first time they're meeting because it's kind of like a big deal that like to Ellie that Marlene died because Marlene is like the last person who knew Ellie's mom. Yeah, and she didn't. In in game two, she doesn't necessarily know Marlene is dead. And then she finds out, you know, that, like, everyone dies.
0: <laughs> I just, yeah. Which also, by the way, writers of part two, where is the scene where Ellie specifically is like, why did you kill Marlene?
1: I want to know. Because like, you know it had to have happened.
0: Why was that not one of her big, like, when she finds out she, that Joel stopped them, she wasn't like, you killed the last person who knew my mother. Like, Oh my God. The discourse on the show is going to be so flop. Y'all are going to be like, Joel Miller did nothing wrong. Oh and I'm going to be like, no, you're wrong. No, you're <laughs> wrong, a lot, guys. Let me come out and say this now. Hmm. Let me come out and say this now. I love Joel Miller. He is one of my favorite characters in fiction. I genuinely find him quite fascinating. And not just because I think he's hot, and I do, but it's because I genuinely enjoy the arc that he goes on. A point of the story that a lot of people miss is that the world they live in is not very conducive to good people. Um, you can try, I think that a lot of the points to The Last of Us is like, empathy is really important and trying to like feel for other people is something that is necessary and requires conscious effort. But Joel is not doing that for anybody but Ellie. And like, I don't know, many of y'all will have to make your peace with that when you see Pedro Pascal do horrible violence. It's, yeah. I'm I just I'm ready for the show to go on and people to sort of say some stupid bullshit but I've said my piece about Joel Miller thank you all for coming thank you all for being seated I'm also excited to see um this is what interests me one of the other lines in the show where Ellie was like who's Bill and Frank and I was like and and uh, Frank
1: okay okay so I have an idea of what's gonna happen I think that we're gonna meet Bill and Frank before Ellie and Joel get there, like mm-hmm. chronologically. I don't think it's cause At first, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna be doing it through flashbacks," and then I'm like, "No, though, no," because I don't remember how much time had passed between Frank dying and Ellie getting there in the game. I think it's
0: like a couple weeks.
1: Is it okay?
0: It's it can't be that long. I don't think because I remember one that. Bill was shocked to find Frank's body, but also, if I remember Frank's actual like corpse, it didn't look all that decayed.
1: No, that's what I think what that I it had
0: been to- very recent.
1: I, yeah, why did I don't remember why he left?
0: Um, if I remember his, he left. A, I remember his note, sort of, and he basically was like, "There's still a whole world out there. There are still people in it worth." interacting with and i i want other people in my life i would like to have friends in some kind of a community and bill was like no way and so frank attempts to leave which is why he goes to get the car battery ends up getting bit to shreds and ends up hanging himself um which for one of our first on-screen gay couples i would love to maybe not follow that storyline exactly but we'll see (laughs)
1: I do I do think that whenever like that we will be getting Bill and Frank scenes earlier on. Um I agree. And that it will end the the episode before Ellie and Joel get there, that Frank will probably leave. Um and then when they get there, yeah. they're like he's not Where's here. Where's Frank? He's, here. he's not here. Um yeah, don't know how they're gonna do that but
0: we'll see um no the scene where ellie's like who are bill and frank was also close to one of the scenes that was verbatim from the game where where she was like what are you doing and he's like killing time and she was like what am i supposed to do and he's like i am sure you will figure that out first of all joel miller is so me insofar as if i have to babysit i'm like good luck good night moon like i'm going to bed thank you everybody for coming (laughs) Yeah, but I loved those scenes. Um I really yeah, I loved a lot of this episode. I will also say uh Tess and Joel's Boston apartment, that is in set dressing. That is just what apartments in Boston look like.
1: The cinder blocks included.
0: Yeah, the cinder block <laughs> bedposts are really relatable. Um, <laughs> I'll say it, I'll say it. No, um this show being set in Boston early on, I'll be making really horrible mm-hmm. constant jokes about every single part of it um when Tess is like we can get him over by Haymarket I was like I better see y'all on the green line <laughs> I better see y'all on the green line Haymarket is a stop on the green line I better see y'all on the fucking green line
1: why don't you tell our listeners why you're so mad? of it?
0: okay 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 so Sage came to visit me in Boston <laughs> Um, and we were just sort of like out doing things. It was snowing, it was a lovely time. But anyway, we went downtown and in downtown Boston is the Massachusetts State House, which is not the location you go to in The Last of Us, but it is in the same place. And it is the same like fictionalized concept of this building basically. Um, and you will note it is only accessible through the train if you take the red or the green line, okay? But it's in true. the last I'm of in us, in <laughs> the last of us part one, in the last of us part one, they walk through the orange line and they come out of the orange line at Park Street, which is not possible because the orange line does not go to Park Street. Okay. The orange line goes to downtown crossing. And then you have to walk from downtown crossing all the way to Park Street, which they did not do, which they did not do. Anyway. This Mm -hmm. is my beef with the Last of Us. And when (laughs) Sage came to visit and we were down there, I was like, "Look, this is the building where Tess dies." Because I'm awful. Um, But then I started ranting and raving about public transit all types. Sage was like, (laughs) "Uh huh, okay,
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, so true."
0: For sure. So and was like, eyes. you don't understand. You don't understand. The orange line is not over, like, as though it's like a matter of life and death, that they take the appropriate public transit system in the apocalypse. <laughs> like, you guys.
1: Bottom line, they better not be taking the orange line in the show. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm just saying, I see those orange tiles and the tacky train cars. I will be turning it off. I'll say thank you very much. This has been great. Goodbye, mm-hmm. all.
1: You know, no. yeah. they filmed in I'm- Boston remember that remember when they they did. Were, Remember the last of us filming era when there was just tiktoks of like people being like look they're filming this show and you were just sending two, them back and forth
0: <laughs> two grainy pictures of pedro and bella on a horse we were like oh my god so face of the horse and the bricks this is probably like when i tell you guys that sage and i are insane about these two games it's really an issue because we'll see a shot and go okay you'll notice the linoleum floor. This is important <laughs> because it's probably in the following scene and based on what Joel is wearing, and I'm like, what's wrong with us? <laughs> like,
1: Normal people don't do this.
0: No, I'm like, something's, something's up. I, um, yeah, I'm excited for this whole show to be us being like, Joel's boots are unlaced in the clip from next episode, which means he will be doing the following things. You know,
1: <laughs> You know, speaking of which, a scene from uh, a trailer that I did not recognize. Scientists in a lab.
0: I'm so excited about this. I am so excited about this. If we're getting like the initial CDC style response to an outbreak of cordyceps, because this is the thing in The Last of Us, like the world at large, that I'm most interested to find out. Um, Even though, like I said, you know, you're watching sci-fi or some version of it. I don't mm. think it's really good media analysis per se to be like that doesn't fit the rules of the immune system. Like, babe, there are plant zombies, we have bigger fish to fry. Mm. But I find it really interesting as world building to see that. And I'm actually we don't get to find out a lot about that in the game. The only the only inkling we have of the immediate response to the outbreak is in the hospital section of the last of us part two where Abby is walking through an emergency room and is picking up, like, notes, letters, and documents from FEDRA and from doctors about the initial mm-hmm. outbreak in Seattle. That part is awful. But they come um, out of the
1: walls. Jesus, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> the problem, too, I was uh, playing part two recently, and I was playing through that section. And in the hospital, it's you. there's a couple tells about whether or not the infected are alive to, enough to come out of the walls. In the hotel section before that, it's near impossible in most areas to tell if they're alive or not. So I was fucking shooting at the walls for, like, 20 minutes. And then I, like, reload the save and be like, that one's fine. And eventually, I was like, okay, I've got it. I know which ones are alive and not. And then I got jumped by one of them. And I literally, like, felt my skin was going to fall off. I was like, this is it. (laughs) This is it, everybody. It's over. It was so... Yeah, anyway, I'm really excited to see if we get like scientific studies of the human cordyceps variant. I'm like, oh my god, please show me. I want to know.
1: I want to know what the initial, like, how do we get this under control thing was? Um, I also want to know what I've always thought was really interesting is like the places that were like impacted by the infection the most. We know big cities, right? But also, a lot of cities were bombed. Seattle, okay. Um, But a city that was not bombed, Boston. And Boston is a very big city with a lot of people. Um, And somehow they got it under control enough without bombing to make a wall.
0: Yeah, I think about that a lot. I also think um, there's a note in Ellie's journal from part two. This is the problem is I'm like, (laughs) so if you'll close to page 57 of Ellie's journal, you will know. But no. Anyway, in the Santa Barbara Mm -hmm. section, she's covering uh, her, like, journey down to Santa Barbara. And when she passes Vegas, she notes in her journal, she's like, past Vegas tonight, um, basically, it sounds like the whole city inside the wall is infected. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I need to know more about what's happening in Vegas. Like, what? Yeah. There are so many little moments where the infected pop up across the greater journey of part one and part two, where I'm like, how did how did this go down?
1: It's yeah, it's really interesting thing about it, especially like getting to Santa Barbara. They okay, this is kind of the tea with with that part is that they made Santa Barbara seem like this like very like mellow, not a lot of people, super suburbia. Try driving through Santa Barbara, please. Don't recommend. Um, it's do not it. it's Don't not like it. that. Um, they really made it feel like it was like the middle of nowhere beach town. No, no literally. Downtown. They're like, oh, look at all
0: of the terracotta roofs with their like slanted tiles and the nice like pink plants. And I'm like, it's a city. It, it's a city. It. You can go, like there's a downtown Santa Barbara, you guys. Yeah. Oh my God. It's not a beach. I mean, like, yes, it's a beach town, but like, it's not that it's much a beach, of a beach town. It's a beach town.
1: town in the sense that all cities on the coast in Southern California are beach towns.
0: No, because now I want to know what The Last of Us version of Laguna Beach looks like. Let me Don't see talk it. Me. <laughs> Don't
1: talk to me. Don't talk to me about
0: <laughs> Can we can we get The Last of Us find versions of Downtown LA? Downtown Downtown LA is basically already apocalyptic. It already Imagine is it with fungus zombies. Oh my god.
1: Okay, Downtown LA. Don't know if you've been there recently. Um and recently meaning the past like three or four years, I don't want to. I don't want to be there.
0: Mess. Love Mess. you. I
1: love L. A. In the sense that like, there's a lot of culture and it, there's a lot of places to be that are like actually fun. But if I was in the zombie apocalypse, L. A. is the last place I want to be.
0: That in New York, I'm like, get me out.
1: Oh no. Oh, No, no. because
0: no, because are there clickers on the PCH? Can we see if there are clickers on the PCH? <laughs>
1: Hey, you know what I can't stop thinking about, and this is going to be me literally the entire time we are covering this series, is <laughs> because I am a um, "Parable of the Sower" by Octavia Butler stand through and through, and in th- it is a piece of dystopian fiction that is s- actually very similar to The Last of Us in mm. some ways. Um, but in that book, highly recommend everyone should read it. But they, the main characters in this very dystopian landscape are going up the five freeway. Like that is their journey. They are walking on the five freeway to get to Northern California because Southern California is so bad.
0: You couldn't you pay
1: me. You couldn't pay me so <laughs> bad. They, they start in Robledo in the greater Los Angeles area. And they they go up to, I think it's Eureka on the five. Anyway, no. That's it. and then I think about that a lot when I think about Ellie and Joel like trekking it through the United States. No because
0: I'm like they walk for a non insignificant portion of the game. Shit happens, I don't know. I'm just ready to see their journey in more of like a full sense. Mm-hmm. Um I also need them to be playing Hank Williams Alone and Forsaken when they arrive at Pittsburgh. That's yeah I love that we spent part of this episode talking about driving in SoCal once it really all roads lead to driving in SoCal because once you've done it you're like it's hell
1: it's really there's bad there's
0: no way out it's if really Ptolemaea by Ethel Kane were a highway I know where I'd end up.
1: <laughs> I've I've driven on the 101 listening to August Underground by one Ethel Kane and I will say it fits it fits yeah
0: yeah it does <laughs> So, bad. so I, speaking of <laughs> Ethel Cain, they, they played a um Depeche Mode song at the end of this episode that I loved. Um, when will they play Ethel Cain? And I don't know what you're thinking. Noah, Preacher's Daughter didn't come out before 2003. Bold of you to assume that Hayden and Hedonia did not survive the apocalypse and produce Preacher's Daughter anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I know, because okay, in part two, Ellie's like, I still make music. You know who else does? Hayden and Hedonia. And you're I, so right about that. I know that she is like pressing vinyl and going city to city, going, you need this.
1: Oh my gosh. Hey, this Justin Hayden and Hedonia now resides in Jackson, Wyoming.
0: Yes, she does. Yes, you know, because when will we get an Ethel Kane cameo in The Last of Us? Ethel Kane fans, if we sign enough change our petitions, we can make this happen. <laughs>
1: She could fit in so many places too.
0: She really could. I'm like even just like in the woods. Just yeah. Joel, Joel and Ellie are like, oh my god, shelter, and she's like, hi. <laughs> Do you guys want to listen to my album? <laughs> <laughs> Eat and in The Last of Us. Not clickbait. Um. Anyway, speaking of music, and I think this is where sort of mm. our discussion can wind down. Um, because we have talked this whole episode over, through, and through but um the end of the episode is i loved it more than i thought i ever would um the like wide shot of this destroyed downtown boston area followed by this depeche mode song playing in the background over the radio is what i loved like that mm-hmm. detail of seeing the radio come on and i literally i texted sage i was like oh my god i can't stop thinking of, about the phrase 80s means trouble like that's so it's just like it really sets the tone for where we're headed. Right. We're headed on a sleigh journey with our best friends that's also going to be dangerous and awful. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for all of it.
1: Absolutely. I do want to talk about that last scene for a second before we uh, before we head out, because it is something that we're going to have to be talking about throughout our episodes um, covering this show, is the difference... um between the scene where Joel kills the Adler neighbor in front of Sarah and when he kills the Fedra officer in front of Ellie because Sarah flips out she's crying she's upset one would be one would be not Ellie though not Ellie Ellie is enjoying that she's enjoying being protected by this man and I mean can you play she's me?
0: valid for it? She's she valid is. for it.
1: I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say she's valid. No, the thing is, though, is is this is how this entire cycle of um violence in order to protect your loved ones that is so prevalent throughout both games. This is where it starts. Yeah. Like this exact scene, that look on her face. This is where all of the all of the things to come are stemming from. And I thought that was, that was not something that we really got in the game. And I was like, wow, this is an incredible mo- moment to add into the show.
0: In the game, in that scene, Ellie is freaked out. Um, She's like, holy shit, I thought we are going to like hold them up or something after Joel and Tess have killed the soldiers. Um, But what I love about the change is that we can see one like you're saying like for Ellie this thought of being like of someone like jumping in front of an armed soldier for her is something that I don't think she's really experienced before as a person but also for Joel um, we never get the connection in in the game but we actually almost never see him reflect on the trauma of losing Sarah and feeling like he didn't protect her like that never comes up uh, or not in the way that it did here and that was just a wonderful change it was like you guys both have like a lot to go through Um, seeing Ellie sort of freak out at that in the game versus how she acted in the show is really interesting and I'm excited to see sort of where that goes I do think or that at least I rather hope that she'll maintain her sort of like not great at doing violence to others vibes like she might be like Fuck yeah, Joel killed for me. But when she has to kill for Joel, I I hope that they'll maintain that her character needs a little bit more of a push to do that. You know what I mean?
1: Right. And I think they will. I really do think that they are staying very true to like the fundamentals of these characters. Um. Yeah. I think that they. I think that Ellie is spot on, and not just like Bella Ramsey's portrayal, but also like the writing, the the lines that she has, the the direction that she has, that is not in the game. Still, still feels like Ellie.
0: Yeah, I I think it feels really very similar to her. It's performed similar to her, um. And I'm really am so beyond excited that we get more of this. I like, I'm thrilled that they're releasing it every week because it means that the tension is there. I'm only mad because I'm like I want it all now. (laughs) Like, let me see the whole show now.
1: No, exactly. Super excited for tonight's episode. We will be covering. The show every week. Uh, we just don't know when. <laughs> like we just don't know when these episodes will be coming out. Um, we're we're
0: doing what we can. We're yeah. really figuring it out,
1: guys. I I work full time. Noah's in school and works. This is a hobby. We do
0: what we can. <laughs> yeah. We do what we can. Um, but we are also- trying to be more <laughs> consistent with it. Um, yes, because we really, 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 really love the shit out of this property. <laughs> so. Uh the fact that I don't have a tattoo of it already is sort of criminal.
1: No, it's really bad, actually. I've been ending. thinking about it all day. Um,
0: I, a, it, I, need, I need a Last of Us tattoo so bad. Oh my God. I need
1: a Last of Us tattoo really bad. Um, And the only thing I need is money and time. You're
0: so right for that, because it's so funny. It's actually the same thing holding me up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So
0: if anyone wants to donate to Noah and Sage's Last of Us tattoo fund
1: go Alter- me in, in the in the show notes
0: <laughs> alternatively if any of you listening received a last of us carhartt jacket and are willing to part with it for any sum of money mm-hmm. i'm not kidding i'll i'll buy it he's
1: not kidding i'm, talking I'm, about I'm so
0: movie. i'm so <laughs> serious about this i know that we're micro influencers but oh my god i need the last of us carhartt jacket more than i need water and air
1: well, thank you for listening to Cowboys and Slaybots. Uh episodes will drop at some point every week, you guys. Um, yeah. Do we have like an actual outro? Because that's all I was thinking of saying. I
0: don't think we do. Okay. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you guys. <laughs> Cute outro music.